0: Yes, yes, yes. Hello and welcome to the number one Victory podcast going around in this country. It is the only Victory podcast, but nevertheless, it is still the best podcast for Melbourne Victory fans made by Melbourne Victory fans. My name is Jason. I am joining you in the Brunswick Sharehouse studios with the man of the people, Buds. Hello, mate. Welcome back it's, after a week off. It's good to be back. Some say we're the greatest Melbourne Victory
1: podcast in the world.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say probably in the top two or three. Yeah, have yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, week off. Good.
1: Um, the phone notifications kind of needed one after last episode with Tony Ising going absolutely bananas.
0: A huge episode two weeks ago. So we did have the, the week off last week. It's been quite stop start, this podcast, since the uh, the calamity that was FES Live. Uh, we've had some weeks off and stuff like that. But uh, last week we had Tony Ising on the show Last going back a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. Uh, Tony Ising... The, uh, the Melbourne Victory Founder, a uh, bit of a big wig going around in, uh, in football circles, had a lot to say about the potential, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say breakaway because a lot of people jumped down my throat mm. f- about that last week, but the uh, the potential uh, new division that could uh, could create a second division of A-League uh, in the near future. And, uh, yeah, Tony Losing had a lot to say about it. We had a, a fair reaction about it last week. Or last, uh, the week before that.
1: It was actually pretty good for us. We got uh, we got credited on Fox Sports Australia's page. and
0: Yep. So, yeah, we got it on Fox Sports. Now that the dust has settled and it was, it went absolutely bananas. Uh, I think the first day, uh, within about 24 hours, I think we had something like 3,800 listens across a few different platforms. Do we have records in the first day? Yeah, record, yeah the record amount of listens ever in the first day, which was about 3,800. I think previously it was, you know, um, not even close to that, but... Now that the dust has settled, what are your thoughts on how that all went down? And you know, Now that you're probably a little bit more, I guess, educated about uh, different views and so forth, how are you feeling about it all?
1: I feel fine. I feel the same about it. I try not to step into the political realm too much when it comes to my sport. Um, there's pros and cons for doing this. I, I, th- I think it's great that there's a Victorian charge to uh, take down the power of the FFA, but I still I was still around in the old days when uh, certain same clubs were fucking shit up for everyone. Mm. So, um, I'm more interested in the VUC, to be honest. That's Uh, true. uh, I still can't see how this promotion relegation thing is going to work in the short term in this country. I just think we're too big a country with too many uh, intricacies going on. Um, But... At the end of the day, I was happy with what Tony went and did because it was good for
0: us. It was brilliant for us. And uh, as I mentioned, we had quite a bit of feedback. For everyone who was positive, there were just as many who were negative. I thought it was a real... Balanced argument in terms of yep. on social media. There's a lot of people who were for it, a lot of people who were against it. To so the people who that were who were against it and were against our podcast, thanks for the ratings. I mean, Thank that you was very much. pretty decent. Got our name out there. We we hit the news a lot uh, over the, the last season or so. So it's, it's great um, that it's you know getting around. And I think whether you agree with the discussion or not, it's just good for independent fan media to still have this impact. I mean we're we're a couple of people sitting literally in a lounge room in Brunswick and we're having a an impact on the gender or the the discussion about of, of Australian football. So it's uh it's pretty humbling for us and thanks to everyone who whether you you know agree with it or not, who shares it, who discusses it and you know who just, you know, spread the word about Five. Yeah, sake. supporters
1: have been good and haters have been good too. So
0: yeah. it's
1: great. Can't please everyone so
0: True. Yeah. Now we uh, you know, it's only been buds and I speaking for the last few minutes. Unfortunately, Dave is called away again on uh, business. Yeah. The
1: continuity since maybe probably since FBS live, it's been yeah. I've been away,
0: he's been away. And this is my second last episode before You'll be I'm away. away. Soon. Yeah. yeah, I'm going away right around finals time, which was really well placed for a guy who uh, runs a victory podcast. But nevertheless, we press on uh, this week on the show. We're going to discuss the game against Brisbane, a disappointing one 0 loss. Um, obviously, we were quite undermanned. We'll get into all of that. Remember, the week returns. We're also going to discuss a few different tidbits going on. Uh, the Bazanich departure, he uh, departed since the last time we spoke. We're going to do a bit of an international wrap-up of our uh, Victory players who are playing abroad over the past week. And we'll discuss also the Melbourne Victory uh, team. Well, Their little association with Victoria Uni on this uh, five-year deal that uh, can provide some sports science to the Victory Youth Academies. And we had something else on there, didn't we? That haven't uh, put into the rundown.
1: Uh, the tidbits? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a couple of rumours about guys leaving. Rumours, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah, not quite Victory secret rumours, but we're going to discuss the uh, rumours with some potential movement into the next uh, season. Uh, music theme... Well, I think uh, last time we were on on air, we did a uh, we we're starting a, a classic albums theme. So you last time uh, chose The Wall,
1: uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. But Dark Side of the did, Moon. We, we didn't get to play too much of it because Tony wouldn't
0: shut up. Yeah, he fucking went on for ages, didn't he? <laughs> uh, this week, well, classic albums. I'm 26 years old, turning 20 27 in about a week's time. Uh, classic albums for me are, are ones that you know develop me as a person, or are, are you know responsible for for my growing up and I think this one uh, is uh, Justice the Cross and the reason for this it might not be deemed as a classic album but It's a classic I, album for you Yeah, it's a classic album for me when I first started going out when I was you know 17, 18 this was the song and I, or this was the album and I feel like it defined a genre for a brief period of time uh, this whole indie electro dance music and I think it defined a lot of music at the time and was a pioneer in this genre that only lasted probably about 4 or 5 years before it died out but remain like regardless of that I feel like it's still a classic album to me is this going to stand the test of time? No, not at all. It's, it doesn't really back up that much well now, but I still think, you know, listen back to it, um, I can you know, picture myself being 18 years old again and you know, going out to clubs for the first time. So to me, it's always going to be a special, uh, special album for me. When I was 18 years old, I almost got a Justice tattoo, and then the second album was released and it was absolute shit. <laughs> so I was very lucky that I didn't get a tattoo. But uh, let's get straight into it. This is, for Vox's sake, and this is Justice The Cross. for a word from our sponsors which is ambrosia Floral designs as seen on the block and married at first sight you can find them at unit one number 15 assembly drive in tall specializing in all things floral weddings and corporate events ambrosia also offer floral workshops which make great gift ideas they are open by appointment only call the end today on 9338 3609 and mention fbs to receive a 10 percent discount off your next order Melbourne victory versus Brisbane Raw, a 1-0 loss to the Vuck. Uh What's to say about this game? really? When I, when I came to prepare for the podcast today, it's, it's a really difficult game to know where to start, know what to talk about because it seems like it's just a game that probably shouldn't have really happened because the international break should have occurred. Yep. Uh, we went down supremely undermanned, essentially missing our entire front third, all uh, the, well, the regular players anyway. What can we take from this game? Can we take anything from it? Will it should it, should it cease to exist in, like entirely? What do we take from it?
1: Um, not a hell of a lot. I think we've played worse this year. Yeah, and we've played a lot worse. Um, for one, it's just the A League's this this month and the next month. The A League up until finals. The A League is just going to struggle for relevancy mm. in the. In the sporting landscape. I watched this one on replay and it just, you could just tell, even through the television, it's just another uneventful A League encounter in an empty stadium. Yeah, We already knew, we're, we are diehards, but we're not diehards that drink the Kool Aid all day, every day. Mm-hmm. We could see that this one was going to be a shit one. Um, for us especially, a lot was made of this international date depleting both the teams, but when you looked at Brisbane's lineup, you saw Brown, DeVere, Hingott. Christensen, Holman, Borello, Broich, and McLaren. All that. So there was only ever going to be one winner out of this. Uh, Kev was forced into a change, which was great. I think that's what we can take out of this. Kev can experiment. Can experiment. Yeah. Uh, we started with a 4 3 3, was a settle back four, and the midfield of Negro, which was good to see him get a game. Valerian Brox and Your mate, Georgie Howard, leading the line with FBK and Austin as the wingers.
0: Yeah, Georgie Howard uh, started out. Let's rate his performance just briefly because he's one that's really in the gun right now. He needs to perform in the, the limited time that he does get, or else he's on his ass at the end of the season, he's out of contract. And I assume he'll be well and surely gone um, if he doesn't show something soon. But this is probably his one and only opportunity to do so for the rest of the, the season, I would have thought. Do
1: you know what I think about him? Yeah. I didn't mind him. I'd like yeah, to see him start next game. I'd like to see him start next game. I would... Game. I, listen, if you're going to start him again... Come off it. If you're going to start him again, Wellington at home on a Sunday afternoon. Okay. I don't care if they're coming off a 5-0 win. Yeah. At home, Amy Park, five in the afternoon against a team we generally always belted home. Give George a minute. The kid had one minute coming off a sub mm-hmm. in round one up in Brisbane.
0: So but, did you You liked his game because a lot of people also voted for him in the, for fuck's sake, player of the year um, voting this week. So yeah, a lot that, of people were that into That was him. a bit weird. Yeah, so, you, I mean, he was okay but not good enough for a vote, don't George think? George
1: worked hard. He gave yeah. them something to think about. He's big. I don't mm-hmm. like so you see... You don't realise because you never see him yeah. how big he is. There was a couple of moments where um, he got onto to the end of a, quite a nice ball from Austin. And it's just mistimed. But he still got there. He still yeah. made the effort. The kid's young. The kid never gets any minutes. Uh, it'll be good. I'll tell you what we can take. It's probably what the kids can take yeah. out of that. And it's the
0: step up, what it takes at that level. And this was the interesting conversation we had the last episode about why aren't there any players coming through the youth ranks and then on the on the forum during the week we say we don't really give these guys a go when they do get their chance i mean as you said george howard prior to this game has only played one minute at a league level yeah it, it's it's a tough spot for Melbourne to be in because we are that team that needs is expected to win a championship every single year and i don't think you can really do that blooding youngsters can you
1: not really, but in a season like this where we're pretty much wrapped up with second and there's not much to play for in the last four weeks mm-hmm. and there's these stupid FIFA dates where the uh, the guys don't get rests, um, why not play the kids? Why not play the kids and save injuries?
0: Yeah. So... But then you've got that whole argument as well about, you know, we have to try and get the chemistry up before the finals. You don't want to lose chemistry. Yep. So it's 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 a bit of a catch-22. Yeah.
1: So we had five kids called up. Yep. Which was good.
0: Um, Were you disappointed that Theo Harris didn't start? I was disappointed that... Uh, not, not. Given the fact that you're going to experiment and probably when you go into this game, Kevin Musket, well, you know, Kevin Musket's really competitive. He wants to win every game. You think, you know, that your back's against the wall. It's in all likelihood you're going to lose this game. Why not just throw their Harvest on, um, and just, you know, play all the kids? I don't know.
1: Depends where he was going to play him, as, as opposed to, I think it's the left, where you mm. take minutes off Austin. I still think Austin probably needs more minutes yeah. as well. So, I was just disappointed that he didn't come on till the 83rd minute. Yeah.
0: So. Got to give him more time than that. Yeah.
1: Um, in terms of the match, I thought FBK, very influential.
0: Yeah, I thought so as well. And, you know, he was uh, someone who's obviously very much relied upon. So happy he's back in the team. And God help us if uh, if that little uh, standoff continued because uh, he was a, definitely a shining light on uh, on Saturday night. I think that, you know, despite the fact that we were under man, we certainly held our own, didn't we?
1: Spirited, gutsy, gave it a crack right until the end. Um, and it was just a piece of shit stadium again. Mm-hmm. Empty. Suncorp's pitch is awful. Um, it, it's just re- Brisbane's just turning into that place that no one really ever wants to go. It's an awful away trip. Uh, I couldn't believe the amount of people that were there for the away trip in Vuck colours though.
0: Yeah, I mean, a nice little out to Brisbane's not too bad. Mm. I, I, although, from what I hear, I've never been to Brisbane away, but from what I hear, it's a pretty shit away trip. But anyway. Yeah, it's
1: garbage. So, the, the, guy, the guys did really well. Um, Brisbane had all the... All the play in the first half, all the chances, and we just lacked a bit of finesse. And with an experimental front three, they never really gelled. But this is going to be the, the overriding narrative of this whole discussion here: is like, what was, what were we expecting? We weren't yeah. really expecting much. So um, Howard had a couple of chances around 15 minutes, as we touched on. Then um, we got ripped of a handball, uh, yeah. handball from Hingit. Um, not
0: too long before their goal. Yeah, and you know Lawrence Thomas again copying a goal from long range. It's it's an actual deficiency, but it's a deficiency that's created essentially by Kevin Musket's structure. He wants Lawrence Thomas to play a high line, but the quality players, the real quality players, can exploit it. Oh,
1: super finished by J-Mac yeah. for that goal, um, but disgraceful defending by Barrow and Ansel, mm-hmm. both of them together. It was yeah, you're a, right. It was a bit com- comedic, but yeah, definitely that's the third time he's got... Gotten done this season,
0: yeah. From range, yeah, yeah. And he's, I think, last year as well, he got done as well. So once again, as I said, it, it seems like it's a deficiency in his goalkeeping, but at the same time, it's because he's being told to play that way. So it's a, it's a risk, and you just hope that we don't get punished when it really, really matters. I
1: didn't mind the game plan the other night either. I th- I thought Kev set him up, and the guys went out, and they all followed instructions, and they all played a role. We had like 13 shots on goal, only two on target. 27 crosses into the area, six corners. The stats are all there. I think the game plan was the right one. I just don't think the pitch and especially the Brisbane area in the first half was just disgraceful for us to Mm -hmm. play in and not conducive to good Melbourne victory type passing possession football. We just lacked cutting edge up front, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. You can't really take too much away from it because it was such an experimental side and it's not the norm. So, you know, in the end you can't can't be happy can't be unhappy either yeah, way
1: yeah and i liked kev's press conference after the match he always protects the young players yeah. was glowing in their praises of the performance uh, did not th- that love doesn't always translate into minutes cuz theohara's got like 7 minutes and yeah. i think he's one of the more promising young kids we've got um all the all the talk during the week. It was a good opportunity to give the young guys a an exposure to playing against players like Borello, J Mac, and Holman. So yeah, uh, at the end of the day, McLaren and Borello were too much for Ansel and Georgievski, and um, they were the better team and got the win.
0: Yeah, just looking through here at the um, the Instagram post that Victory posted on Saturday with the team structure, the team formation, and Maxi Maxi Beister liked the photo. That's interesting.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Has he um? I haven't checked him. Has he been active
0: at all? Has he been? I'll have a look. Um, no, he hasn't been active since the week that he left. Um, so, yeah, you know, his summer abroad is over. Time to time to get back into the real world, and he's probably just having he's a little bit of sab- just, sabbatical off, just
1: drinking some wine in Germany. And I don't know what
0: he's doing. I mean, he would obviously be doing nothing, you wouldn't should
1: he? Drop him a message.
0: Yeah, actually, I assume that the club would need to be okay with us interviewing him because he's still technically a Vitry player.
1: Is he is he on the website? We'll check on the website.
0: Well yeah, I think he's, he's on compassionate leave at the moment. So they, they won't cut him until the end of the year. Oh, I reckon we can
1: get a sneaky.
0: I Possibly we get a sneaky. Um <laughs> not anymore because we just talked about it. <laughs> 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 Have we
1: got votes? Yeah, I do somewhere. I do. Let me find them. Uh yeah, I've got a running tally for you this week too. So it was um thanks to everyone who voted again. I just wanna say like The difference between Twitter voters and Facebook voters is amazing.
0: And hello to all our Twitter and Facebook fans.
1: I'm not going to say which one I think watched the game and which one (laughs) don't watch the game, but my God, it's Paul's part. Three votes, FBK. Yep, well-deserved. Two votes, Carl Valeri. Mm -hmm. So that should keep Tony Ising happy. And one vote for Brox.
0: So the running total, as we head into the final few weeks of the regular season, we do count also finals uh, votes, which is... Definitely one game, potentially two games. A lot of victory fans, actually, while we're on this point, a lot of victory fans are acting as if we've made the grand final already. People are already planning Sydney trips.
1: Yes, I know of people that have bought bought flights already. I is, was
0: that, actually... is, is that right? Should we be assuming that we're going to make the grand final? Yeah, I know, his, I know history should. says that 1v2 always kind of make it, but I feel like we're becoming a little bit complacent in that regard.
1: I think we should. Yeah. Um, I think we're... When Melbourne victory, we've got, you know, we're the big willies of the league. <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. We should be
0: there. So um, running total,
1: fifth place. We've got FBK on twelve votes. Well done. Fourth place. We've got Captain Carl on fourteen votes.
0: He's picking up a bit of steam lately, hasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah.
1: always he always finishes fourth.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: third place. We've got Laurie Thomas. On 18 votes.
0: Great season so far for good Lawrence. Good
1: season. Um, Second place, we've got James Treacy on 31 votes. 31. And first place, we've got Marco Rojas on 35.
0: 35. So, so one really good game from Treacy could change it all.
1: All to play for. And I got word last week that we may have a uh, a corporate sponsorship for, yes. the, for a trophy for this. So we can make this baby legit and... uh. Have a handover
0: You're right, yeah. to the player. We still have to organise that little handover. We can get some kind of interview with uh, with the winner, which is James Teresi or Marco Rojas. Uh, traditionally, though, the club doesn't like giving out the big names to little amateurs like us. Mm. But let's hope that uh, fan power will speak and uh, we can get either Teresi or Rojas, because it's going to be one of the two. Yep. How, how far ahead was Rojas in the first few weeks of the season? Quite a bit, maybe 10, 15 votes?
1: I think out of like the first eight games he played... He missed one through injury and one through international. Mm -hmm. And he polled in every one.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. So, he's done very well. But uh, James Teresi is hot in his heels after. Yeah, I
1: think since Troisi... From the time that Troisi scored his first goal, Mm -hmm. I think it might have been down in Geelong, he scored his first. He's just been on fire. Phenomenal since then. So be a big end to the season
0: yeah certainly not the last we'll speak of Tracy in this uh, podcast either mm. but for uh, for now it is time for the uh, the favourite segment of the Victory fans out there it is Mehmet of the Week yeah what do you do you know um... when the moon hits
2: your eye like a big pizza pie that's Mehmet Jurakovic when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine
0: It's obviously been a couple of weeks since our last episode. Uh, we had the week off last week and I, I think that the biggest thing that happened that was worthy of a Memet happened uh, in the previous round of the A League in the uh, in the game, well the round we didn't play. Uh, and that is the, uh, the little dust up Ross Eloisi had in the in the dugout or in the the, the tunnel after the match, after that, uh, I guess you could say calamity or just absolute shitstorm that went on at that uh, the end of that Brisbane-Adelaide game. It's
1: just such a hot-headed little Italian, isn't yeah. it? Just the biggest small man syndrome ever, Ross.
0: Yeah, so this is actually Ross's second uh, member of the week, Guernsey. Uh, last year he won it after Brisbane Raw lost the, uh, the Premier's plate and uh, in Melbourne after that nil-all draw. Spat chips. Was it nil-all? I think it was nil-all. Yeah. Yeah, they needed the win and they got a, they got a draw. And uh, Ross Aloisi spat chips and was caught in the change rooms kicking over a whole bunch of, uh, I think it was drawing shit around.
1: yeah. Throwing shit around. Throwing shit around. Drink bottles came to mind, but I think that was FBK. Yeah, that's what I
0: just thought too. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say it was kicking Gatorade bottles, but I think that yeah, was FBK. I was, I was FBK. <laughs> it was a very similar dummy spit as a dummy spit though. So uh yeah, we see picks up this week's member of the week for his little uh, dust up in the in the tunnel. Crazy game, though, at the end of that one. He was, but Ross is just a gift that
1: keeps on giving. I think the longer he's around the league, the better. Yes. Yeah. There's just always something funny with him. He's been doing it for the best part of 12 years now. So
0: yeah, you're right. Keep it up, dickhead. Yep. Yeah, so this week, Ross and you are the Mehmet of the week. Another word from our sponsors, and the next one is the OWL IT services, and I'll just preface that by saying the OWL, O-W-L, not the OWL IT. For some reason, people think that's the lit, <laughs> lit services. You can contact Pete at the OWL IT services for help on anything IT-related. You can reach Pete on 1-800-843-695. At the OWL IT services, they give a hoot. And book in soon because Greek Easter's coming up. Greek on. Easter he doesn't like working during Greek Easter. A few victory tidbits to mark off on since we last spoke and obviously the f- the biggest one that happened and uh, the one we've been talking about for such a long time, the Maximilian Biester narrative went on for ages and this one's gone on even longer and that is uh, the departure of Oliver Bazanich to Japan. I'm amazed that's, a- that's actually reality. You
1: should pop in the <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's one of those ones where you're sitting there and you wish for something hard enough Mm-hmm. And the universe brings it to you. Yeah, And you're like, did I make this happen? Did we make this happen? Yeah, do they listen to the podcast? Like, surely, you know, surely we've been thinking this for ages and nothing was happening and we thought we were banging our heads against the wall for nothing. Then all of a sudden, one guy comes out, one guy, one completely uncredible source yeah. comes out on Twitter and says he's going to Japan. And yeah. Then a a journal runs with it. Ray Gadd, um, yep, and retweets it, and then another journo runs to the press conference without any basis and runs with it, yeah, because Gaddy retweeted it, and everyone's like, "This is—is is this the level of journalism we're at? Is yeah. this what's happening?" And then we don't want to run with it because we're like, nah, this—we're we're, we're bigger than fucking internet rumors. Yeah, we're bigger than internet rumors." And then boom, he's off to to v- Japan, Vento, Corfu, some yeah. Sh-
0: who gives a fuck? He's, gives gone. A
1: fuck <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. team in the J League that never heard of.
0: So it's amazing uh, uh, because, yeah, as you said, it seemed like his place on the side was undoubted. And I thought that Kevin Musker was totally oblivious or just too proud to accept that this wasn't working. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, three or four weeks before he's he's left, he um he starts you know coming off the coming onto the belt. Oh, sorry, being substituted after sixty minutes. Then he starts on the bench and then he gets left out of the squad entirely and then he's in Japan. It, was just, a, it just happened so quickly uh, and it's just amazing how it happened and obviously it's great for us. The fact that you know there's so many permutations that come after this with now what can happen. Uh, what's there to say about Oliver Bazanich's time? I don't think he's a bad footballer. I just think he just wasn't the right fit for us.
1: Yep, I don't think so at all. When it happened, everyone was pretty over the moon. Um, a performance of his against the Netherlands at the 2014 World Cup in Brazil comes to mind where he was outstanding for Australia in mm-hmm. the midfield. Um, we kind of always want to be that club that has a really gun Australian player playing for us. Yeah. And we thought he might have been a good um, replacement for the other departing gun Australian player that we'd had for a couple of years Mm -hmm. in Milligan. Milligan, You know, Milligan and Valeri were such an iconic, uh, successful partnership in midfield for us. So stable, so reliable that we thought, oh, geez, this is the perfect um, one-for-one replacement, which couldn't have been further from the truth. Ollie uh, struggled with uh, fitting into what was our system and style of play. Uh he was always in that um he always played like he Billy Seleski played after the knee injury. Yeah. Was That's always it. sideways passing, not much movement, static, uh very bad at tracking back, um, just really bad at shielding. Um the the back four just was turned into a liability and it was oh he's not being played in his right position. Well, what is his right position? Yeah. You could have you, you um a lot of people forgave him and gave him time when Carl was out with his um, yeah. with his brain injury, and you know he wasn't that boxer. He wasn't that you know defensive midfielder shield, but then he wasn't the box to box midfielder, and he wasn't the attacking midfielder. So, um, largely disappointing. And maybe if he was under the cap, um, the supporters would have been more forgiving. But this is a high stakes, high pressure yeah kind of um. Sport and football. Uh, footballers are very reactive, and managers get sacked all the time, much more than any other sport in the world. And uh, very passionate, very unforgiving. And unfortunately, Ollie just didn't cut it. The mustard at his time here. I uh, wish him all the best. Yeah, seemed to be a great guy. That a lot of the um, teammates. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be a very popular guy. Yeah. amongst the team. Uh, it's really weird that you can lose your marquee player. At the business end of the season, right now, with absolutely no backup at all, yeah. and no one gives a fuck.
0: I was about to ask you that because we're we're left, we're left kind of threadbare at the moment. We are down a marquee. Yep. Amazingly, we're down a foreigner with Bice gone. Yep, we're almost down two foreigners if they kept up with FBH out of the squad. We are going all in on this starting eleven now. With Broxton's going to slot into the role that Bazanich played. That's obvious. That's obvious. Georgie has got his spot back on the left-hand side. Yep. We're going all in on these guys. Um, Austin, I think, is probably injured for a, a little bit as well. We didn't touch about... Ah, about, yes, hobbled off with his ankle. Yeah, and it blew up like a, a fucking balloon. So yep. I think he's he's going to be out for a few weeks, and he's been too stop-start anyway. He had a good start to the season, hasn't really shown too much uh, because I think he's just been too inconsistent in and out of the side. So we're going all in on this, on this starting 11. Are you concerned or are you just... You're gonna back everyone in. You think that we'll get we'll get through, scot free. We'll get through injury free, and we'll uh, we'll challenge well and truly for this title.
1: Well, let's just, let's just fucking put it out there. Like, are we gonna we gonna beat? Is Oli Bazanich gonna be the difference between us beating Sydney and Sydney?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Not. It's not. And I'd much rather I'd much prefer to win that title with. Um, Brock's in midfield, and maybe Rashid Mahazi coming off the bench.
0: (laughs) Makes you think about though how good our team could have been if we actually had a decent marquee, and had another foreign foreigner that we could have played.
1: Yeah, well, decent marquee, schmarky, mate. we got fucking James Troisi under the cap. You're right.
0: We've speaking got, speaking we've got, of we've which... Got, we've
1: got James Troisi and we've got Marco Rojas that aren't marquee players, that <laughs> are marquee players. So, yep. perfect segue into your next one.
0: Speaking of which, yes. Uh, so, I'll just touch off just finally on the uh, percentage deal. I think it was a mutually... Terminated agreement, so I don't think anyone's getting paid out. No one's getting any transfer fee. It was just let's just cut our losses. Let's agree both this isn't working. You go to Japan for a different opportunity, and we'll you know just we'll spend have the money on James. Yep. So James Chariyee during the week has been interviewed, um, saying that he has he doesn't want to gamble another another trip overseas. I think he's finally realised it. He's got it through his head that the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Sometimes it's good just to get some continuity in your football. He's got the Sakaaru spot back. Ange Postecoglou has shown that you don't need to be playing overseas football to actually have your spot in the Socceroos. You can play A-League football. You can be a Socceroo. So I think he's starting to come around to the fact that this is probably the best spot for him, that he's just got one simple request. You know know what I might do? I might just put in a a bit of a line from Joe Maguire right here. Show me the money. That's it,
2: brother, but you got to yell that shit. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money.
1: He fucking... He just basically stood there. It's like he stood... Came out on the porch. Yeah. Stood there in his box of shorts. Yeah. Said, fucking look at me. Yeah. (laughs) Make me marquee. Yeah. Come and get me. I want to be here. Yeah. I'm an A-lister in Melbourne. I get all the... I go, all the nightclubs, all the social events. Mm -hmm. I'm happy here. Yeah. me, if the money's right and the football's right, then it's a good decision for me.
0: Yeah. So, this is obviously... this. This movie is completely orchestrated to keep James Theresi in Melbourne. Hundred
1: percent, which is good, which is what everyone's wanted. Yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe, maybe Kevin Muskett listens to this podcast. Who knows?
1: He might. Maybe his kids do.
0: Yeah. Hello to Kevin Muskett's kids maybe, are you listening. Maybe
1: board members' kids listen to it and put the pressure on, and they're the ones that make this.
0: They movie. absolutely do. I know that for a fact. They do. Yes, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to stay, isn't he? I mean, this you, you probably wouldn't get. You probably wouldn't get rid of Bazanich unless you've got that insur- assurance that he's going to sign. I was kind of expecting it to happen really quickly. I was, hopefully, I was half expecting it to be you know, announced within about a week or two of Bazanich leaving. I thought maybe the, the wheels are in motion to already sign Teresi to this marquee deal um, and then just get rid of Bazanich as soon as you can. So I think that's maybe what, what's going on there.
1: Yeah, possibly. Yeah,
0: so I'd expect possibly. that to happen quite soon.
1: Um, you know what? Knowing our club... Excuse me. Uh, probably could be done. Yeah, it could be done, but yeah, nothing. Nothing comes out of this club. Yeah, anything that does come out of this club early always fails.
0: Yeah, that's right. So yeah, so they've learned their lesson. Well, they they learn their lesson when they are when they talk about too early.
1: But yeah, good good news on that front.
0: Yeah, we'll slot in the player movement rumours right here because it's probably a good uh, little chance to talk about this. Uh, there's Twitter rumours going around, and it seems to be substantiated by some some discussion that people are you know relaying back to us and some hearsay and stuff like this. Number one, that Fahid Ben-Cowell is gone at the end of the year to Newcastle.
1: Gone. I've had a couple of people message me after the family day. Yes. And they were, uh, the VUX are very good at saying, ah, Fahid, we love you. You're sticking around next year. And Fahid's a very honest man and says, no. Yeah. I'm still playing. The words were, I'm still playing, not here.
0: Yeah. So interesting to see or interesting to think about what happened there with the little standoff. Uh, I think they said that they came to an agreement and that must have been that Fahid's just like, I want to play, let me be part of this team this year and we'll forget about next year, which is ballsy by him and also commendable. Yeah. What a a great guy. (laughs) If he just said, I just want to be part of the team, forget about the next year, the contract. Which I assume is what happened, is what's happening because the rumours are that he has signed for Newcastle. I think this is also in the Newcastle Herald that they were keen on him. Yeah, and we, from what we're hearing through just hearsay, normally when we know for sure, we'll make it a victory secret. But we're just going by hearsay at the moment that he's agreed to go to Newcastle. Um, and so I, w- I, gr-
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't usually want to run with this kind of hearsay, but because he is such an honest guy, and yeah, I got it from a very trusted. Yeah. Person that he spoke to, um spoke to him one on one that will run with this. Yeah. I think the thing that Fahid's doing too, it's commendable, like you said, what he's done, but man, he's playing the way he's playing at the moment, he might even play himself into a better contract or a better club than Newcastle. Yeah. He's um he could find himself in a one year deal elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. But you... not not the worst move in the world.
0: Yeah. It's it's a similar kind of situation to the whole Archie thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a very similar thing. At the time, though, to agreed with the Archie decision that effectively forced him into retirement. Yeah. But I don't agree with the with the Calfella thing. I just don't agree with it.
1: No, and I didn't like the way we went about it. But the thing with Calfella is the same as Archie that it will literally take them... To do their knee, yeah. or to seriously just keep breaking down with soft tissue injuries, to finally accept that 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 maybe it's not they're not at that level anymore. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he will want to play until he's forty.
0: Yeah, and then he's going to hopefully uh, stick around in in, uh, in Melbourne or Australia for a coaching career. So he'll be uh, he'll be part of the setup for quite a while in Australian football. I, th- I think that's for sure. International wrap-up. So, quite a few victory players playing internationally, as we know. Um, Bessart Barisha played, I think, 83 minutes for Kosovo yep. as a number 10. Yeah. Weird role. Uh, so, that's all I heard. I didn't really know too much about what he how he didn't played. Didn't
1: really see any footage of the Kosovo game, no, to be honest. they
0: lost, uh, they lost to Iceland. Yeah. I think Kosovo's chances, unfortunately, in making the World Cup are well and truly gone anyway. Slim. Uh, So I think they were already like four or five games into that campaign. So they just tossed him a a cap. Who knows if he'll play again for Kosovo. Hopefully hopefully for us he doesn't.
1: It's not till another six months. Yeah, so it doesn't matter too much. Yeah, the the qualifiers are quite a way away
0: now. Marco Rojas uh, played against Fiji uh, on the weekend. Scored a fucking awful goal. Uh, The goalkeeper for Fiji just absolutely just... Stuffed it up, gave uh, Rojas one of the easiest goals in his career. Uh, Ingham, I don't know if Ingham did too much against Fiji. I'm not too sure if he came on. Wouldn't have expected Jai to do too much. Doesn't really ever do too much. So, I was reading an article just before you came here. Actually, uh, James Sarisi talking to the New Zealand media, and he goes, oh, It was an easy decision to choose Austra- uh, New Zealand over Australia. Of course, it's an easy decision. No one wanted you to play for Australia." Yeah. It was was so silly And James Sirisi He came on I was surprised he didn't get the start Against uh, Shit who did he play Iraq In Iran
1: Iraq in Iran Uh,
0: Surprised he didn't get the start But I think there's some Murmurs going around That he'll definitely get the start Against uh, Whoever playing tomorrow Is it Saudi Against On Tuesday I don't know yeah, I don't know. It shows how much I know about the Socceroos.
1: Uh, f- I'm just over this current
0: bunch of Socceroos. So, so what are, you, what are your thoughts on the game against against Iraq? It what was the th-
1: same old fucking shit, man.
0: Mm.
1: It was the same old, same old crap. Ange plays a weird formation, heavily reliant on wingers and fullbacks. And we don't have the wingers and fullbacks to execute that kind of game with a absolute truck like Tommy Urich up front, like. Dave, Dave had a brilliant. Um, what was Dave's line? Dave said, "Eurich had service like he had Vodafone in Alice Springs type service."
0: <laughs> it's not like so, Dave to be that funny.
1: Yeah, he's, he has. He gets on one every now and then. Yeah, it's yeah. quite good.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 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 a weird one. We we seem to always struggle against these opposition, especially overseas, especially in their. Um,
1: uh, we don't play like Australia anymore. We yeah. used that. We used to play like. Um, We used to play well above ourselves. We used to always pit ourselves against the best by going, we're going to be more physical, we're going to be stronger and we're going to be faster. And you know what? We used to play above our weight a lot and we had good players playing in good leagues in the world. At the moment, we don't have that a lot. Guys like Cruz keep getting gifted games um, when I don't really think they should. We don't get much end product from Leckie. Um, And then we've got a whole bunch of these little mosquito attacking midfielders that mm-hmm. run around with not much end product too. Um, these Asian teams just don't give a fuck yeah. who we are or who our players are. Uh, they used to, w- once in a while, worry about a guy like Vaduka playing in the big leagues every week. Whether he did anything in the Australian shirt didn't matter. It put the heart, put fear in the heart of defences. He had guys like Grella and Bresciano always running around, but... Um, it's just a different it's a different world, it's a different generation. Uh I hope they can qualify. But yeah, Socceroos games are snooze fests for me in the last couple of years, which is a sad thing to say, but yep. that's just where it's at. They're f- Foxtel Go events for me. I get into mm-hmm. bed. I watch a half. I fall asleep. Yeah,
0: that's what I did. Yeah. That's what I did last week. It was it was die football. Uh, moving right along to Melbourne Victory teaming up with Victoria Uni on a five year deal that sees the Uni providing sports science and support to Victory's youth academies. Uh, this really ties in uh, with our Victory Secret, probably our first ever Victory Secret that they're expecting to announce. Uh, well, they're working towards a youth academy being established in time for next season. Uh, we then revealed a few months later that uh, Footscray Park and surrounds would be the uh, the desired location the of Maribyrn the youth academy. Olmerea? Yeah, and that ties in well because uh, there's a Vic Uni campus right at in Footscray Park, I think, right next to it. Yep. Yeah. So, I think it ties in well. Once again, a good piece of business. I guess Fitchery get access to... Sports science and things like that. Sports science, yeah. So, a good piece of business. And we discussed, you know, a fortnight ago that uh, we're failing miserably right now in producing youth players, especially to to Melbourne City, who, let's face it, have the better pathway at the moment. So, uh, not that I, I, I... I'm always... I guess I'm a critic or a sceptic about why we need an academy because we're a team that, as I mentioned before, is expected to win a championship each year. So we don't really need to produce the youngsters. We probably have an obligation to Australian football at large to do so. But if you're looking at purely from a victory fan standpoint, you just keep buying players.
1: Just want to keep pinching them from the clubs, yeah. to develop them and pay them nothing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm a new donor, mate That's what we new do New donor. Yeah yeah So interesting uh, Development there Another good piece Of business for Victory And uh, that's While well I'm truly Moving forward to The announcement Of a youth academy Set up near Fitz, uh, Footscray Park um, As we reported Last year
1: um, There's another one Yeah Not on the rundown Danny Georgievsky
0: Oh yeah I didn't mention that before Danny yeah. Georgievsky is also So
1: he was in the same Bit of mail That I got about Going to Newcastle Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait a bit, and then Mike Cockrell ran with that on the um, on the broadcast. Yeah, that's right. That he's signed up and done. So it'll be interesting to see if that one's true. It's that time of year now. It's uh, it's all happening. We he, we signed the best Art Barisha at about this time a few seasons ago as well. Yeah, so. it makes
0: sense. Well, he's a he's a Sydney boy. Yep. Uh, so that makes sense that he will go to Newcastle. I mean, it doesn't make a lot of sense that he would go to Newcastle, but I mean, he does. Does he uh, reside in Sydney or did grow up in Sydney?
1: Yeah, we have family there. They're a team on the up. Yeah. Um, they play pretty exciting round of football when they get it together.
0: Um, he'll be a big loss for us. I don't, I don't want to see him go. I think so as well. As, as I said, he's... Many times in this podcast I feel like he's one Of my favourite players uh, He is he's, uh,
1: he's one of us
0: Yeah he's, he's a great bloke I've met him a couple of times He's a really good bloke And I think he's great For uh, for the dressing room I think he'd be one Of the more popular guys In the dressing room So it'd be an absolute shame To, uh, to lose him I think
1: mm.
2: Oh, a Storytelling. When i can come in, oh, <laughs> <me this> <laughs> One more time, my ancestors, no opens But you better learn to me it's all about <laughs> no for you, you old, know. ugly girls and boys I put you on my list, make a track to kiss I just need your dream, but only Soon you'll say they're born Give Four capital letters Printed in gold Cause details make your girls sweat even more While the they're shaking their bounds No need to ask my name To figure it out who I am Give me an Four capital letters Printed in gold
0: Now it's time for our final sponsor, which is a no fix address, Walking Tours. It is their mission to provide employment to Melbourne's marginalised and disadvantaged individuals through unique walking tours of obscure areas. As a proud sponsor of FVS, you'll get 20% off any two tickets or more with the code vuck 20 You can find them online and claim that offer at NFACityTours.com and also a reminder that Sood t-shirts are still available. If you get on to SoodCasuals.com or you go to MelbourneVictory.net and click on the store icon, it will take you directly to the store where you can pick yourself up a very swanky Sood t-shirt which uh, might be getting a run on TV in the very near future.
1: Yeah, heard something about that. That's a bit exciting.
0: Keep your eyes peeled, it might be on TV very, very soon. Looking ahead to the game against Wellington Sunday, it is dubbed, I think, Members' Day, Member Appreciation Day by the club. Okay, so what,
1: the members get in for free with their membership? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, there's a few different initiatives that the club's putting together. I think uh, from memory, it's like uh, there's a few competitions you get to walk out with a ball... Um, you get to do a guard of honour with the players if you've come to every game this season. Uh, there's a few like kids that will get to follow around, um, Kevin Musket and the ground announcer. Is this
1: one of these things where you need to be one of those members that re- actually reads the emails that I the think club so. send you?
0: Yeah, I think so, which I'm not. I don't wouldn't, I wouldn't have the the access to the email that my membership is registered to, so I miss out on all this stuff. Uh, well, they're coming off a huge 5-0 win, which is impressive because I think they missed quite a few of their players to international break just like we did. A
1: lot was made of that, but I was preoccupied doing other shit than watching meaningless A-League games on the weekend. Yeah. And I checked in and I saw names like Finkler, yeah, Barbarouss, and Bonavazia on the score sheet. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how depleted were they? Yeah.
0: Well, they had their their top players. And like, yeah, I don't know why Costa wouldn't have been named for the uh, All Whites.
1: I don't know, but. Interesting. I'm, I'm looking at the A League app here, mm. and it says that
0: Costa scored for uh, Wellington. Yeah. So Jai gets a nod ahead of Costa Barbaroussis in the All Whites squad. I mm. wonder whose wife Costa shagged in the uh, All White setup. It's a return of full-strength beer to Amy Park. It's also the return of Finkler and Costa to Amy Park. They played last time against us at uh, Etihad Stadium, Melbourne Cup Eve. I think they were, they received some boos last time, didn't they? They From did. From memory. Don't boo Costa or Guy. They no, won us a championship. Just don't, don't do them. it.
1: Just don't do it. Um, we're going to get the win anyway, so just yeah. don't worry about it. Um, enjoy the full-strength beer. I wrote down there, it's the return of full-strength beer. So that should make one portly gentleman who's here every second week very happy
0: <laughs> every three weeks every three, weeks. Every three he, um, weeks
1: that's one of his pet peeves he bangs on about it a
0: lot and i'm sure we'll hear about how good it is true so we receive uh a host of stars back rojas barisha teresi ingham ingham all coming back and you'd say that it's like right back in are there going to be any fatigue issues or should we start these players? Should we slot them straight back into the starting lineup? Given the fact that we have sewn up second spot, it doesn't really matter either way. Do we give them another week of relative rest? Should before trying to ramp up?
1: I think we should start Georgie Howard up from.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I don't think there's any problem with that. Just give the kid a game. Yeah, make judgment off. Make judgment off two games. Mm-hmm. Um, think Theo Harris should get another game. I think Negro should get another game. Um, the other kids that got runs, I think there was McGilp. McGilp. Or McGlip. Yeah, McGlip. There was a bit of a tiff on the, um, on the broadcast between Ned Zel- Zelig Kept bringing up, uh, the cockerel doesn't know how to pronounce names properly. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> always calls him out. Love yeah. Ned's work. Um, so, it would be interesting to see what Kev does. I, I don't think there's anything to gain by running these guys into the ground. Yeah. I mean, it is member appreciation day, so all these members that, um, buy their 12th man, $180 <laughs> kits and all that kind of stuff Probably
0: deserve to see a few stars You're right Final predictions, what do you reckon? 2-0 Two 2-0 nil. Two nil. Uh, I, think, I think Kevin Musket should rest players uh, not, not for the full game But maybe bring them on for 20-30 minutes Just give them some, just some extra rest And what, then ramp what, right what up
1: What do we got for the next few? So we've got Wellington at home Then we got West Sydney away
0: West Sydney away, yep And then Central Coast and I think Central after
1: Central Coast at home
0: and that's, the f- that's it before that's finals. It. Yeah. So we've got... A f- I think if you give yourself a platform to have a bit more rest this week, you know, they've, they've played a lot of games, these guys, also a, lot, a fair bit of travel, give them a bit more rest, play another slightly experimental squad, and then you've got two weeks to play at full strength going into the finals. Then you've got another week off as well.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, it's a six-day break after West Sydney to Central Coast at home. Yeah. So there's, there's honestly nothing to gain. We'll beat Central Coast at home.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to say a draw for this one. I think we're going to maybe rest some players. Cool.
1: We'll see how that one pans out.
0: Yeah. So next week we'll be back on Monday night. Dave will be here, I'm sure. It's also my last episode before going overseas. Um, so that'll be a cracker. 60 episodes and no, I miss one. Wow. Next one's the last one. So thanks, Buds, for coming in. Pleasure as always. And uh, we'll see everyone next Monday. Boom on the buck.
2: Napa know-how. Any car brave enough to withstand a decade's worth of multi-state family voyages is worth treating to some quality parts and Napa know-how. Coolant for the Death Valley trip, wiper blades for the Pacific Northwest, air fresheners for the Southwest chili cook-off. Yeah, with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your road warrior running longer, stronger, for many more vacations to come. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.